Hello and welcome to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan and beside me is Ben. Thank you so much for joining us as we talk about our passion for the past while being young at heart. We apologize for taking one week off. Um, half of the hosts were out of town, so we thought it'd just be best to, to come back full swing the next week. So if you like what you hear, be sure to rate the show where you get your podcasts and share the love. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, as well as Stitch and any positive reviews always helps us grow and spread the love of the show. So as October is coming to an end on Tuesday, October 31st, happy Halloween. This week we're talking about the brains and the bronze, Joey Bishop and Peter Lawford as we round out our October Rat Pack special. So without further ado, Ben, how are you doing today? Well, <clears throat> weather here in Ohio is kind of crappy and it's just been an okay day. <laughs> come on man we're talking to each other it makes us feel better right seeing my face just makes your day yeah that's true <laughs> did you hear that did you hear that 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 stutter in his voice anyway take it away <laughs> all right okay i'll i'll kind of set you up here with a quick synopsis of uh of joey bishop <clears throat> uh his tv debut was in 1948 um as a frequent guest uh, on a talk, game, and comedy shows. Um, he also starred in the Joey Bishop Show, which was a sitcom, um, and he hosted. He uh, also hosted his own late-night talk show. Um, later on in the 1950s, uh, he became friends with Frank Sinatra and was subsequently included in the Rat Pack. And uh, following Sinatra's death in 1998, we just talked about Frank Sinatra, um, he became the last living member of the Rat Pack. Awesome. Which I believe his death in. was in 2007, I believe. Yes. Yep, 2007. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Leading us right in. And kind of just like an overview of Joey Bishop. The coolest thing about him is that he's so different than the rest of the Rat Pack members mm-hmm. and how he wasn't really like musically inclined, but natural talent with like knowing and and interacting with people through comedy. He was huge into comedy. That was really what um, brought him into the Rat Pack. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on. So, uh, Joey Bishop was born Joseph Abraham um, Gottlieb. Um, Gottlieb, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> February 3rd of 1918, born in the Bronx, New York, to two Jewish parents. Um, he grew up in South Philadelphia, and after high school, he actually enjoyed a modest career as a stand-up comedian prior to serving in the Army in World War II. So he did a stand-up comedy act with actually his older brother, um, Murray. So backing up a little bit, when he was um, drafted into... World War II, he actually rose to the rank of sergeant in the special services. And I kind of looked this up. And it's so interesting about how the Rat Pack members interconnect with some of their experiences. So Joey Bishop was a sergeant in the special services, which is actually the entertainment branch. So if you think about it, um, Sammy Davis was part of like the special services branch too. Because mm-hmm. he found his avenue through World War II by bringing the entertainment um, to the heart of the soldiers, even though he um, had kind of more um, segregation and, you know, just uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, 
opposition. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's kind of interesting that they both kind of, you know, Joey Bishop was already well established at this point, but it's kind of weird that they um, both had this this commonality in their in their careers, and they both, you know, after coming right back, you know, it only kind of helped that experience only helped to boost their um, their already uh, established career. Exactly. And I mean, raising to sergeant um, and just kind of like getting his name out there through the services obviously brings it back for when the war is over. And so mm-hmm. um, kind of piggybacking off of that uh, through the stand up comedy gig um, with his elder brother, he then appeared on the Ed Sullivan show, which we talk a lot about on this show just oh. because of uh, the amount of impact that being on Ed Sullivan would give entertainers. So he appeared on the Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan show on May 28th of 1950. He also appeared on the Dinosaur Chevy show on April 19th, 1957, as well as many others so really just kind of being a comedy face on america's television um, Mm -hmm. was what joey bishop was known for he gained wide exposure by appearing regularly on jack parr's tonight show through 1958 and 1962 and this is really um, one of the biggest things that joey bishop got out there for was that he guest hosted the tonight show starring johnny carson more times than anyone else at this time Um, and a side note he actually appeared guest hosted 175 times um, but since the record has been broken broken but still being such a consistent face on the american television family show late night tonight show starring johnny carson was huge for him oh yeah I and mean, you know with the such high turnover of um not just guests but uh also uh guest hosts um 175 times a ton and you know, and there, there, there's plenty of other people who would kill to just be on there once, you know, you know, maybe a couple times, but 175, I mean, it's got to be, at that point, it's just routine. You know, they call you up, hey, you want to be on the show tonight? Yep, cool, no problem, I'll be there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> got him on you know, speed dial. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't yeah. even think they had that back then. Uh, no, I believe they did not. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so wrapping this section up for you guys real quick. So he starred in um, in the the self-titled The Joey Bishop Show from 1961 to 65, which is pretty much a television um, sitcom kind of theme. Um, And he also hosted his late night talk show, also called The Joey Bishop Show, kind of going off of his experience um, guest starring and hosting The Tiny Show as well. And that aired from 1967 to 1969. that show was actually complete with a sidekick TV newcomer. This cracked me up when I found this out. <laughs> he co-hosted the Joey Bishop late night talk show with Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's something I wouldn't have called that in a million years. <laughs> no, I mean, like every time I think of Regis Philbin, all I think of is like live with Regis and Kelly. And it just kind of turns me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, the, you know, that's that's the... That's really the only thing I know him from, other than like you know stupid cameos and movies and that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> but you know that when I I, I saw that, um, <laughs> that it just kind of weirded me out a little bit. I'm like, wow, that is that is not expected at all, you know. I mean, like you said, uh, the Regis and Kelly. That's the only thing I would have known him from. Well, there's um, what's that game show that he did? Uh, 
Oh yeah, you're right. Oh. Yep. Now Crap. that I can't remember what it's, I it's it's escapes me right now too. But I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hosted that forever. Oh my gosh, I remember staying up and watching that with my parents sometimes. <laughs> oh, I I can't say I've ever watched it, but I'm just like I it it I, I remember you know kind of the premise a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of slide. Think about it. It, it kind of makes Regis a little bit more cool that he co-hosted with uh <laughs> joey bishop <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's true that's very true <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we digress <laughs> go on all right well we'll kind of slide into our bread and butter here a little bit with the uh with his rat pack affiliation <clears throat> so in the 1950s um really began his friendship with frank sinatra which later on would end up with um joey bishop's inclusion in the rat pack so at this point, we have Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and uh, Peter Lawford in, you know, already established. And then here comes Joey Bishop. Bishop's celebrity profile um, wasn't, you know, quite that 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 star status that Sinatra, Davis, and Martin had. Um, but Sinatra often called Bishop uh, the hub of the big wheel. That was just because he had such a... Uh, such a pivotal role, you know, in the group, even though it was more of a behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, because that, that was a lot of that was because the, uh, he was really behind a lot of the group's, uh, core material. Um, and he was really kind of a, a key player, um, with the stage presence that the group had. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Bishop and Dean and Joey Bishop and Dean Martin, um, they also had kind of a uh, a unique role within the Rat Pack, um, and they were said to be the only members who could really um, successfully tell jokes at Frank Sinatra's expense. And you know that that's really kind of gotten got has to you know encompass more than just the group. I mean, who can really <laughs> you know tell jokes about Frank Sinatra? You know, um, you know just the 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 figurehead that he is there's not a whole lot of people um you know that can that can pull that off yeah i think that's so interesting especially because i feel like there's only two people in the world that could ever put sinatra at the butt end of a joke and those were the only two guys oh yeah 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 like i was saying it's you know it's not that's not really you know just you know, encompassing talking about the group, that's, the, I feel like that is like the whole world, you know, it's just those two people in the world, not just, you know, those are the two people of the group that can pull it off. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's everyone. There's just no one that can handle that. <laughs> I wish I could be in the, I wish I could just be in the room when they do like show notes or show prep for one of their comedy shows. Cause mm-hmm. like, as you said, Sinatra called Bishop the hub of the big wheel, um, pretty much <laughs> pushing the comedy scene for him. So it's like, what kind of things were going on in Joey's mind behind the scenes when he was writing this? You know what I mean? Like, what did he not <laughs> yeah. tell them? What did he tell them? Like, what? I just wish we knew those kind of things <laughs> to understand what happened behind the scenes where he was like, oh, man, I'll get him for this one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> just pickpocketing those for later uses or something. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. All right. Kind of wrapping up the section a little bit here. Um, we have. Bishop Bishop performed with the Rat Pack um, 
in Las Vegas, and he also starred with or co-starred with them um, in the Ocean's Eleven and Sergeant's Three films in 1960 and 1962, respectively. Which um, were some of the biggest films that the entire Rat Pack crew were in. I mean, we see we've seen that throughout the entire um, October Rat Pack special that we've done. That these guys had the camaraderie through film in in, in these um, in these takes. Right. And, and yeah, like like you were saying, I mean, it's it's kind of that's kind of a common thread that we've been seeing, you know, over and over and over again. You know, it's not you know kind of sporadic or anything like that, but it's been pretty regular that we've you know seen that that you know involvement in these movies and as well as other movies. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll uh, move on into Joey Bishop's passing and the legacy that he's left behind. Um, So with Sinatra's death in 1998, we kind of touched on this a little bit, Lawford actually, um, Lawford became the last and longest, excuse me, Bishop became the last and longest (laughs) living member of the Rat Pack. Um, So Peter Lawford passed away in 1984. Sammy Davis Jr. uh, passed away in 1990. Dean Martin in 1995. um, And Frank Sinatra in 1998. So Bishop actually passed away on October 17th, um, 2007, at his home in Newport Beach, California. So in 1941, uh, Bishop married Sylvia um, Rosga, who they were married until her death in 1999 um, from lung cancer, I believe. And the couple had one son, Larry Bishop. So it's always interesting how, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but the talent kind of passes through the generations. Like if you're surrounded by it or you have that famous last name, I feel like you're you're guaranteed to be targeted to be famous. So he was his his <laughs> son Larry was actually a notable film director, actor, as well as producer. So it kind of uh, runs down the line of uh, the family lineage. Yeah, yeah, and you see, I mean, that's pretty common. Um, you know, there's a a lot of whether you know it's one parent or both parents or. Um, you know, as as long as there's kind of a family name out there, you know, you, there's already a lot of uh, connection established. That, you know, you have a a lot of contacts in different you know areas of the business, and it just seems like that's a really really common thing. Is for you know at least one of the parents being you know successful in that in uh, in this sort of uh, entertainment, and you know at least one of the kids. You know, in this case, the only kid. But uh, <laughs> being um, also quite successful. <laughs> All right. What's next on our list? All right. We are going to move on to Peter Lawford. And once again, I'll just kind of hit it off real quick here with a uh, quick synopsis. Um, the actor Peter Lawford was also another uh, influential uh, member of the Rat Pack. Um, interesting enough, these pretty interesting guy. He married a Kennedy and was also the last person to ever speak to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Dang. Maybe he was a suspect, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Before, yeah. before she was ruled, obviously, um, oh, yeah. suicide. Yeah. Him, but yeah, <laughs> insane. All right, that was, that was a pretty quick onesie synopsis, but... Um, <laughs> it was. But, it, I mean, it, it was pretty short, but it covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> right? From the beginning to the end. Um, yep. So, <laughs> Peter Lawford's early life and career. Um, he was born P- uh, Peter Sidney Ernest Lawford 
um, on September 7th, 1923 in London, England. Um, Lawford's father was a knighted World War I veteran who became an actor after he retired from the military. Another thing I was reading on Peter Lawford too, which is interesting that he actually had a lot of connections to the aristocracy, if that's how you say it, but the higher up like monarchs, Mm -hmm. um, like a baron and some other governesses and all that other stuff too, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is interesting. The kind I of connections that. that they have. And so along with that, kind of along Sammy Davis Jr. Jr.'s path, um, Peter Lawford actually was educated through governesses and tutors because they were on the road so much and traveling. So, I mean, picture your typical whiskey and cigar in hand like fraternity guy um all of these educational <laughs> lessons including tennis and ballet lessons like i mean i would love to just sounds add like, that on to my <laughs> it sounds like recess yeah right um so peter lawford's film debut actually came when he was eight years old um in the british film poor old bill released in 1931 um that that uh his role followed by um, a role in Lord Jeff in 1938 at the age of just 15. So Peter Lawford was really kind of in the limelight of the camera ever since he was able to understand words <laughs> and put together <laughs> meaningful sentences. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> these we we talked about it quite a bit with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. as well about how in 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 previous shows of course uh, how you know these extremely talented entertainers how you know it's not a large portion of you know at least the people we've talked about how they it's not really something that you, they just in later in life just picked up and like I don't want to do this now you know it's it's <laughs> something that they they grew up with you know there was in the family they started off ex- basically they were born into it. Um, and, you know, it, it took up so much of their life that, you know, that was really the main focus of their life. And everything else, including education, just kind of, you know, was an afterthought, you know, whenever you had time, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that that really contributes to, you know, the, the extreme uh, – how do I want to say that? The extreme uh, broadness of these people's um, skill level and – you know, I mean, it's it's not because, you know, you get out of high school or, you know, like even as early as high school, um, you know, you don't decide, I want to be an actor or I want to be a singer or any of the above, you know, and then you go take classes and you learn and everything. I mean, that's probably one of the, f- you, you learn to walk and then you immediately <laughs> you learn to dance. You learn to talk, right. you're immediately learning to sing. <laughs> you know, oh it's... it's you're, you're living in that kind of environment. You can't help but be a, a skilled entertainer. Right, yeah. It's it's <laughs> nearly impossible. Yeah. Um, so so what's interesting here, too, I found this. It kind of like draws parallels to Sammy Davis Jr.'s life, too. So how Davis actually had the serious injury of his eye. Um, at the age of 14, Peter Lawford actually severely injured his right arm in an accident when it went through a glass door. Unfortunately, I couldn't really find out why it went through the glass door, but anyway, it did. So the injury greatly compromised the use of his lower arm and hand, um, and it was irreversible nerve damage. But he was actually later um, learned to actually hide the nerve damage um, and was able to come across as like normal. Nothing ever happened um, in his like appearances as well as um, for film. So, 
yeah one of the like a major hurdle to get past for being in such a right um uh, such a big industry to be able to hide that was so unique oh yeah 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 i mean that's impressive i mean i i, I really didn't know that and i'm sure there's a ton of other people who you know weren't um aware of that happening and um and to be able to, to hide that for you know really such a long time yeah again man another great trivia question so <laughs> that's yeah no kidding listeners <laughs> of this show are gonna you know kill it on trivia nights <laughs> We actually go brain dead when we're put on the spot, though. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Law- so continuing, <laughs> continuing on, Lawford grew to be um, a handsome and suave young man who was being groomed for stardom by MGM in the 1940s. So a couple interesting facts: he was the first kiss to Elizabeth Taylor on camera ever, and he was the last to speak to Marilyn Monroe. Um, Lawford also organized the famous 1962 birthday party for the John F. Kennedy in Madison Square Garden, where Marilyn Monroe herself sang happy birthday to the president. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my God. I want to, um, Jeez. she probably sung happy birthday in multitude of ways. Oh yeah, I was. Oh man, I was gonna say it, but this is a family show. Oh my gosh, what are you <laughs> now? Now it, it is public record that JFK snuck Marilyn Monroe down the back stairs of the White House. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> even if it wasn't well, like it, it would. Sit, you can't, you know, you can't fool people with that. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, side note. So did you did you read this? Um, uh, the government actually totally released all of the documents related to JFK's assassination. Did they totally release it? Or I, I heard um, a couple days ago, or, or early last week, I'm sorry, because it was set to be released, and then I heard that it was supposed to be kind of doled out over a period of time. Did it actually get fully dumped? I think the, the this last one was the rest of it, because it's been like a little bit, a little bit over the past, like, 35 years or so when they first or 25 years when they first signed the bill to release it right right um yeah yeah i did hear about that i haven't heard much about it you know quite yet i'm not one to really jump in there and start reading you know those kind of documents (laughs) because that would take forever but uh you know it'll be interesting to hear when you know the analysis come back and you know be able to to sum it up and and uh when all that stuff really you know starts hitting the news Something to look forward to. Something to yep. look forward to. <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> kind of, all right. <laughs> kind of we digress. Out there. <laughs> wow, this has been a train wreck of a show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, we're going to kind of transition here a little bit and go just kind of go over Peter Lawford's film career. He was never really considered the most prominent actor of his time but he certainly had his fair share of um fair share of important roles and you know he was still well known so we have Mrs. Minerva in 1942 uh the picture of Dorian Gray 1945 Easter Parade 1948 Little Woman 1949 <laughs> Royal Wedding 1950 it Should Happen to You, 1954. Ocean's Eleven, of course, in 1960. Um, Pepe, 1960. Sergeant's Three, like we talked about again earlier. 
1962. The Longest Day, also in 1962. Advice and Consent in 1962. Wow, 1962 was, was a big year for Peter Lawford. He Lauffer. was busy in 1962. No kidding. Harlow, 1965. April Fools, 1969. Body and Soul, 1981. And uh, this is not even the entire list, I don't believe, um, of his film career. But it's you know this is kind of the uh, larger roles that he that he was in. And you know what? I'm looking through this list that we have right here and I can't say I've seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen most of Ocean's Eleven, but like I said, my stream kind of got messed up, so I got to finish it up. But okay. um, I, I always enjoy like the, the uh, Rat Pack films because the camaraderie <laughs> in it is something that you'd like to think happens off screen as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, Probably since like you just a had a laundry of... list, you could always take the next section. <laughs> I certainly will. We're going to move in now to Peter Lawford's romantic relationship. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. In typical Rat Pack fashion, <laughs> he had a reputation as a uh, jet-setting <laughs> playboy um, and also a heavy drinker. <laughs> In 1954, he married Patricia Kennedy, um, who was sister of Senator, at the time, Senator John F. Kennedy. Um, Together they had um, four children, Chris, Sidney, Victoria, and Robin. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) later on in 1966, uh, they ended up divorcing because, or after Lawford admitted to having affairs. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah <laughs> i don't I mean, know it's nothing to laugh about but but the way I that it's lawford not, like portrayed himself you know it it's oh, something yeah. that you could have seen coming from a mile away oh yes you know and you know the 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 circle of people around here i mean he's with the Kennedy. i mean hanging out with the kennedys you know it's not really anything that isn't expected <laughs> Um, it sounds terrible, but you know, it is what it is. 1971, moving on. Uh, he married Mary Rowan, daughter of comedian Dan Rowan, but the marriage only lasted eight months, um, which is extremely short. Yes, it um, is. But then, then, later on in 1975, he married Deborah Gold, and that marriage only lasted two months. Two Two months. <laughs> Do you think they just reused the rings, like Peter Law? Probably. Was... I mean, the the ink on the paperwork probably wasn't even dry yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, later on in life, in July 1984, he married Patricia Seaton um, after a nine-year courtship. So pretty much, Patricia was Patricia Seaton was the one was the reason behind all the other breakups. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, maybe. Um, he married Deborah Gold in 1975. Um, and, you know, give or take those two months, and I don't know what time of year it was in 1975. Um, but that is nine years prior to his marriage in 1984, so. True, true. You know, I, that that could be a valid, a valid reason. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, all right. We we got to round out the show. So his Jeez. personal life as well as his uh, his passing. So uh, he performed with the Rat Pack in Las Vegas as well as the films. Um, as could be, 
you know, seen and, and heard as our explanation of who Peter Lawford was and, and his entire career. Um, Lawford actually had a falling out with um, Sinatra in 1961 over his brother-in-law, Robert Kennedy's objections to Sinatra's alleged mafia um, connections. So I know we've talked about this before when Sinatra cut ties with the Kennedys due to this, but having Peter Lawford caught in the middle because he was uh, married to Patricia Kennedy at the time kind of puts him as a conflict of interest. Is he going to side with his wife or one of his friends? So it's going to be like, obviously, the relationship would be strained. So the incident mm-hmm. actually severed their, their friendship, and the two men never were on good terms ever again. And a, a little side note that I um, pulled out was that Lawford was actually originally cast as Alan A. Dale in the film Robin and the Seven Hoods that starred Sinatra as well, um, but mm-hmm. the, was, was replaced with Bing Crosby following the break in Sinatra's relationship with Lawford. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole uh, you know I I, I almost said uh, you know something about it being his fault, which it really was not at all. He was just kind of caught in the middle there, but it ended up yeah. you know resulting in um, not getting a part in this. You know, it's you know it's a pretty well known movie, uh-huh. pretty big movie, and so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I didn't really I didn't actually know that that he was originally <laughs> cast in. Uh, you know, end up getting booted out for Bing Crosby. <laughs> well, like, I mean, we've talked about the influence that Sinatra had. I mean, he could just say he doesn't want anybody in there, even though they've already been casted. Like, oh yeah, oh just yeah, the yeah, influence of, of the Rat Pack was insane. Like, gosh mm-hmm. dang. Yeah, Don't if you've got Frank, the... yeah, if you've got Frank Sinatra in a movie, you know, he's making a lot of decisions. <laughs> if he don't like you, you ain't gonna be in it. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter Lawford passed away on December 24th, 1984 of cardiac arrest, which was complicated by kidney and liver failure due to his heavy drinking uh, and longtime alcoholism throughout his lifetime. Um, And in 1972, uh, he actually had a surgery to remove a pancreatic tumor, um, which by then he was already in ill health due to his um, alcohol problems and, and just his playboy demeanor and behavior throughout his life you know i I was just looking at this he passed away in december 24th 1984 and his last marriage was only in july of 1984 and so after patricia seaton and him uh they're they're uh they were together for nine years and then got married um just a few short months before he ended up passing away dang huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, another positive note to young, you, that's young, kind of interesting. To end young nostalgia. Um, <laughs> so that's <laughs> a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Young Nostalgia this week as we continue our journey through retro pop culture. As always, if you enjoy the show, leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Young Nostalgia. If you got a future topic or you'd like to be a guest, give Ben and I an email at youngnostalgia twenty seventeen at gmail.com and subscribe rate and share find us on our facebook and twitter accounts you'll see our banners on our podbean page and if you just follow um wherever you get young nostalgia you'll be able to find it so anything else big guy nope i think we i think we nailed it i think so too this is a really (laughs) fun and entertaining show so as we always say here on young nostalgia 
keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. Take care, everybody. <laughs>